0: Up, all of you, this is the movie show right here in your lounge
1: or wherever you are.
0: <laughs> Any personal space of yours?
1: Yes, on Active FM.
0: Is this on Active FM?
1: This is on Active FM, yes. isn't it?
0: From Active FM,
1: but it's on Active FM as well.
0: What if they downloaded it?
1: Then it's downloaded
0: from Active <laughs> FM.
1: Recorded for Active FM
0: On Active FM A show
1: on Active FM
0: From Active FM
1: Radio has never been better That's just the the end of it that There you go like, There we go mm-hmm. I'm Sash
0: And my name is Ryan
1: And today we are Whoa, doing oh, Wait, wait,
0: wait And this is The Island
1: <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> nice one
0: Okay, sorry There we go What were you saying?
1: So uh, today we are doing a film review On a movie that Ryan just said so nicely Do you want to say it again?
0: The Island.
1: There we go. It is a 2005 Michael Bay film. Now I know what you're thinking: Why on earth have I never watched this movie? Or why on earth have I never heard of this movie? Or Minus both. Okay, right, Wait, third right. One, right third one? Um, um. Okay. Why? The,
0: why haven't you told us about this movie? <laughs>
1: We are. that Okay, we, we have an answer for the... We actually have an answer for all of the questions. Yeah. There, I, There is an answer. But yes, The Island is a Michael Bay film. And I actually found it... I was just browsing through movies and I happened to see this one. watch the trailer and I was like, oh, okay, it looks good. So we decided to watch it. And then right in the beginning, in the opening credits, it said directed by Michael Bay. I was like, oh, what? And then I was like, oh, okay, this is this is gonna be good then, but... Yeah, I really didn't know it was a Michael Bay film until that moment. So, like, I went into it blind. It wasn't because it was Michael Bay that I chose to watch it. I just chose to watch it because the trailer looked interesting. And then, by the way, the trailer gives nothing away, which is brilliant. Ryan, you never watched the trailer?
0: I never watched the trailer.
1: I watched the trailer just because, you know, when you're browsing through movies and you have, like, lots of options, and you're like, hey, what do we, What do we watch? What do we feel like? So we had a couple of of runner-ups and then this one we were like okay we're gonna do this one but the trailer didn't give anything away so I actually commend the trailer whoever put the trailer together for this film good job because you you sparked my interest but at the same time you didn't give away anything like you from the trailer you knew okay you knew that Scarlett Johansson's character was gonna get chosen that's it that's basically all you knew and you knew that there was something there was something a little bit odd Going
0: on, isn't it? In the trailer, it says something like, "Um, I'm re- yeah, I fully found out something fully known. Yeah, was a lie.
1: That's basic. And then it ends. Yeah, oh, that's. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what you, you. Yeah, you. It's brilliant. The the. It's just.
0: It's brilliant. The way it was put together.
1: If you don't want spoilers for this film, go and watch it, and then come back and listen to the show. If you if you're cool with spoilers, then. But the storyline for this movie was brilliant. It really was so good. It's, you never saw it coming. <laughs> like you really, as much as, so. so the actors in the film or the characters, should I say, in the film, they get shocked in the film. Because obviously like their whole reality is turned upside down. But as the audience, you experience that with them. So you, in the beginning of the film, you're as naive as the characters themselves. You kind of just know what the characters know. There's nothing. They don't tell you anything. And then as the film progresses, you're like, oh, flip. Oh, flip. Oh, my flip. Yeah.
0: I think you do sort of get a sense like there's something.
1: There is something. Something odd. Yeah. But the main character, he suspects from the beginning of the film. Yeah, he's so, got lots of questions. Yeah, he's like, he's like mm, something is, something's not right, something's not matching. So the main character is Lincoln Six, that is the main character, played by um, Ewan? Ewan? Ewan McGregor. Ewan. Ewan McGregor. He is Scottish, by the way. And you do get a bit of his Scottish accent in it. And then, like I said, Scarlett Johansson's in it. I think you
0: got to say his name with a Scottish accent. Yeah, McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Especially McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Ah.
1: Scarlett Johansson was very young here. So this was pre-Black Widow, pre-everything, man. This was
0: pre-Transformers. Yes, it was. Th- Transformers pre Transformers was 2007. This, this was 2005. 2005 yeah. and at least we know that there was no sequel, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think there was. As far yeah, as I know, it's there too was late no s- now for a sequel. Yeah, no, the, it is too late now. Also, I enjoyed Sean Bean. He, I, I, know him from Lord of the Rings, but I also know him from that space movie with <laughs> the Martian with Martin, not Martin Garrigs, he's a DJ with um, Ah, Matt Damon. There we go. That he was in, he was in that. But I know him well from Lord of the Rings. And then also we have. This guy's name is very interesting, Jimon Honso.
0: I like that guy.
1: He was in a quiet place too. Yeah, I he, like this yeah, guy. No, when he, he came on, I was
0: like, yeah.
1: And then also Steve Buscemi. Bus, he's cool.
0: I like that guy. He too. always
1: plays these whack weird characters. Like, uh, yeah, and he's often he can be in comedies. This obviously isn't a comedy. It's an action sci-fi. But yeah, he can be in. Comedies, but the cast was very good. It was a very um, good, good, strong cast, and obviously directed by Michael Bay. The budget for the film was one hundred twenty-six million US dollars. The box office was one hundred sixty-two point nine million, and it was nominated for the best science fiction film. It was also nominated for the most underrated movie of the year. That's it. best sci fi movie of the year and best action sequence of the year, which was the freeway chase it won best makeup of the year which is huh? pretty cool yeah
0: best makeup best
1: makeup look, I suppose there was like spoiler spoiler they put the right going in
0: base on no
1: like the slime yeah. and stuff on like the clones uh, and all of said. that yeah
0: best makeup yeah
1: like yeah
0: right.
1: and then It also was nominated for the Best Sound Editing in Feature Film for Sound Effects and Folly. Uh, But yeah, they didn't didn't win those. But still, you can see why it was nominated for every single one of them. Now, Michael Bay has said that the island opened to the lowest opening in his entire career. So out of all the films that he's made, this was the lowest opening for a film in his career. He said, all my movies have been smash hits. They all made a fortune at the box office for what they cost. And the island did a pitiful $35 million. He says there were numerous reasons for that. So this is now getting to those questions that we we asked in the beginning. Why have we never heard of this? Why haven't we watched it? He said, one, a very big summer. So in other words, in that particular summer that it was released, a whole lot of other films. So the summer of 2005... A whole lot of other films were released, which obviously made this one not do too well. But the second reason is The Island, just the title itself, is a very complicated title. It's something that's very hard to market because instantly you're thinking of something it is not, which is very true. Like I was by the title and the I was thrown completely off. He then said the marketing ended up being the biggest failure in his view. And while Warner Brothers did very well with it internationally, the domestic advertising never nailed down a tone. We should have sold it more as an action movie, he says, adding that they instead tried going for a more intellectual route. He takes partial blame as he did like some of the ads, but he says DreamWorks ignored his repeated suggestions that they use Warner Brothers campaign from overseas. He polled 500 people just a few weeks after the film opened and roughly 450 of them didn't even know the movie had been released. And so he says the ball was dropped big time. So the problem with this film was a marketing problem. That was that was the issue. And maybe even a title problem. I suppose the title could have worked. It just... Yeah.
0: Sounds like something uh, Bad Boys... You know, the island action guns.
1: See, for me, the island yeah. can come across very sci-fi, though, at the Pop- same time. Like, very, like... Like, almost alien-like. Not alien... But you understand what I'm saying? Like, it almost gives you that, like, sci-fi like what is on the island because obviously so in the beginning of the film you're, you're introduced to all of these people that are staying in like this underground bunker because apparently the world has been completely destroyed and it's toxic and if they go outside they will die and because of all the toxins but there's this island which they've managed to make safe and so every now and again there's like a lottery where someone wins and they get taken to the island so that's 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 the start of the film so I suppose like you get what I'm saying? Like, what did they do to the island that it's... Yeah. But I must be honest, I agree with him. They should have gone for more of an... They should have advertised it as this hectic action film. Because that's what it was. Like, there was so much action in this movie. And the things that they did... And most of the stunts were real. Like, did you watch any of the behind the scenes? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. This was like... This was Transformers. What they did with Transformers, they did in this film.
0: When I saw them heading on the highway... I was just like, this is so transformative. Right? The, the, a lot of the, the in-camera effects, the way the cars, and um something about Michael Bay that I really, really love, and I know Sashi's um, spoken about it before, and I specifically, like, it, it drew my attention, was shots. He's got this, you know, this guy, I'm telling you, watched like he read a lot of comics in his life, or mm-hmm. something, because really, his shots are, are beautiful. Mm. Every shot is It can be something so simple, like, like a meeting in a lounge, like yeah, like Dutch. this crazy like Dutch angle, pans perfectly for the sun outside to come through.
1: Exactly, yes.
0: The setup and a, uh, everything is like his
1: use amazing. of sunlight. Michael oh, Bay. Michael Bay is brilliant with sunlight. Really, br- but I also yeah. think it's because you know he he likes getting behind the camera, so he'll often like he even said himself he likes camera operates in the camera especially even in like dangerous stunt sequences he likes getting in behind the camera and you know there was a lot of crazy things that happened to cameras in this film though shame Ryan will get there there was a this film cost a lot of cameras but it was worth it so at around one hour and 13 minutes into the film there is a black and white commercial featuring um Sarah Jordan who's played by Scarlett Johansson now, this commercial wasn't actually specifically shot for the, for the film. It is an actual commercial starring Scarlett Johansson. So, they just took one of her commercials and were like, ding.
0: Well, after that, they don't need to put on TV because they probably got quite a bit right? of money for it as well. I
1: suppose, yeah. And then Michael Bay drove behind a, this is, this is so cool. So, Ryan, you know there's the sequence on the highway where there's the, the train um, wheels. And then yeah. they let go of and it all bounces off. Cool. Right, it was cool, right? Um, he got that idea one day while driving on a highway behind a truck carrying train wheels. And he, s- he noticed how dangerous it looked and was inspired to create a destructive chase scene involving one.
0: He was probably picturing it in his mind. Right?
1: He was driving there like, what happened if, if one of these had to fall off? The then- sound
0: effects. <sighs>
1: No, the sound effects were crazy. Said, ding, that's why they, like, they got dung. nominated. You can actually see why they got nominated. And even with that, they apparently one of those train wheel things weighs, I think, a ton. They, they halved it. So it wasn't like the full-blown train wheels, but still. And the, the things that they did, they literally had the cars, so they remote control the cars, so that's how they get them driving on the highway. But there was one part where a car is literally like sliced in half, and what they did was they, they had this like metal plates in the middle of the highway and they had this car drive into this metal plate. But the car was literally like chopped in half. From, but it's, it's crazy. The, the action in this film, even the part, there's that part on the skyscraper where the letter R is falling. Do you know that that was real? There wasn't green screen.
0: I would do that for real.
1: I know, but how do, even the helicopter falling. They literally had the helicopter spinning at in flames and then they, they had it they dropped it. They had it fall.
0: Yeah. It would suck if they had the helicopter fall without the flames. Yeah. They'd be like, No, 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 guys, guys, can we start the flames?
1: <laughs> now, with so this was made before Transformers. Do you know that some shots during the chain the train, sorry, wheel chase was reused in Transformers: Dark of the Moon in 2011.
0: I think that's probably the same highways. That's why I was just like, man. I mean, the the uh, really it has this like very bright daylight, but
1: yes, feel yes. like
0: these concrete highways. Is, yeah.
1: but I think also what's smart is, obviously Michael Bay knew this film didn't do as well as it. Like, his other films. And with Transformers, that was a huge success. So, he was obviously like, well, most people probably haven't even seen that. So, I might as well... Because, I mean, this is one heck of a, a action sequence. Like... I don't know how they didn't win for this action sequence because it was crazy. But then he was like, "It's too good not to use again."
0: Especially for that time. Yes, I mean, this is before Maze Runner. This is before like a lot of films. It's a a lo- long a time ago. Before yes. Transformers. Exactly. You're gonna say this was almost like a pre-Transformers a doorway for Transformers. <laughs> it was yeah.
1: his prep for Transformers. Yeah. And then in the scene where the jet bike crashes through the office building, an extra is pushed by the oncoming bike into a glass window. This was completely unscripted. The extra was not a stuntman and couldn't clear the bike's path fast enough. Fortunately, the special effects crew managed to detonate the explosives to shatter the glass a few seconds early, which according to Michael Bay may have saved this extra's life. Miraculously, the the man sustained no serious injuries. But you actually realize, like sometimes when we watch these films we're getting this thing of oh it's cg but it's most of this film was not cg most of this is actually stunt work and for this extra non-stunt work they were just supposed to be running and screaming meantime they got like knocked but it's actually amazing the danger because it is dangerous the danger that they put themselves through and the fact that like everyone comes out alive because i mean it just you just it happens like this because obviously the bike's going fast. There's camera crew. There's cameras everywhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. It wouldn't take much for someone to actually get hurt. So yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's it really is crazy. And then during the film during the filming of the scene where Scarlett Johansson and Ian McGregor are running from the sensors out of the atrium the camera operator was running with them for a tracking shot, but he tripped on the dolly track onto the camera and was badly injured.
0: This is exactly what Sasha was just saying. Yeah. It's so easy to get injured.
1: Right? Especially like running. And I think, I don't think the camera made it either, (laughs) but like that wasn't the only thing. Um, Also on the commentary track, director Michael Bay claims that the, the birth, scene you know which scene i'm talking about ryan yeah there's a birth scene it's not a hu- it, well it is a human birth but it's not the normal human birth scene apparently 154 gallons of ky jelly was required
0: they used jelly.
1: they used jelly well, ky they w- jelly what <laughs> right then
0: you usually get like fake stuff for that isn't it i, that I think mix that with water <laughs> i think
1: that's the jelly okay i don't
0: <laughs> wow okay
1: <laughs> yeah and then Michael Bay told the actors playing, spoiler alert, the clones, that they were essentially children. That's why a lot of them have this kind of childish, childish innocence and it's something fun for the actors to play. They did that very well. They actually did yeah. it very well. In my mind, I was like, yo, Scarlett Johansson was so young here. But it actually, she was young, but she was acting young as well. Because I think in the film, didn't they say they have like the... the their, their, the equivalent of 13-year-olds or something like that, yeah, yeah. which yeah. they—they're they, adults, they're full-blown adults, but they—they they don't act, or they—they they, the way they acted was brilliant because it really did show. They
0: were only like three years, basically been live for three. For years. For three years, yes. Yeah.
1: But with the the intelligence or the brain capacity of a 13-year-old, even though they looked like a 25 to 30-year-old, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. The acting really was was good, and even like they didn 't know what was happening most of the time it was It was like watching grown up children i don 't know how to explain it, but that 's kind of like the the feeling like that they gave off and then the scenes when um Lincoln is visiting james who's who 's played by um Steve Bus- Bus- whatever that dude 's name is the the cool dude the crazy dude um in in the facility, so you know he goes. Outside, where he's not supposed to go, where it's toxic, yeah. and he visits his friend. So that facility was filmed in an old, unused power plant in L.A., but apparent, uh, according to Michael Bay, he said, wouldn't you know, the day we start shooting there... LA has some power outages and they called this generator plant to provide backup power. So it all powered on, and in, the, in addition to becoming so loud that they had to wear earmuffs, it also raised the interior temperatures to 110 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: And they still filmed.
1: And they still filmed. But it did, I don't know if you remember, it looked hot and stuffy. and yeah. So it obviously wasn't going to look like that. But then Ale had a power outage and they were like, yo, we need power.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and even um, Steve, that actor, yeah, the... Buskami. Yeah, <laughs> <Buske me. laughs> that guy, damn, is that his surname? I've known this actor for so long. But um, <laughs> even with him, whenever you see him, they you know, work in you know, it. Because obviously when they're filming, they would have... It's not like they just rock up there. Okay, let's go. They would have been around that hot, uh, humid temperature mm-hmm. for quite a while. So then you can you can actually see that they look sweaty. They, look, yeah. they don't look comfortable. They look no. like they're working.
1: One yeah. thing about this film, and I think it's a Michael Bay thing. I think if you work with Michael Bay, he's brilliant at action. I think Michael Bay is one of the best action directors of our time. He really, he just knows how to make good action films. But one of the things he says is to his actors you better get in shape because I'm going to have you running around and doing a lot of the things by yourself because otherwise it's not real. And in order to make the film believable, it has to be real to some extent with the actors. And literally the whole film, these two are running. They literally run everywhere. Plus, like, I'm even thinking now of Transformers and stuff. Oftentimes, you have the actors sweaty and dirty and bloody. And yes, there is specially fixed makeup, obviously. But I think a lot of it isn't the makeup. I think a lot of it is just them. I mean, imagine how exhausted they must be after a day shoot. Especially the action sequences. Like... It must be crazy. And also, one of the things they say about Michael Bay is he never stops shooting. So even if he's waiting for a light to be set up over here, he's going to look for something that he can shoot while that light is being set up. And he actually said one thing he does on the first day of shooting is he literally walks on set. He doesn't say hello to anyone. He literally walks on set, walks straight to a camera guy, says, I want a camera over here, I want a camera over there, I want a camera over here, and I want a camera over there. And he says, the, the camera crew comes to him and says, we don't have five cameras, we, we can't operate that. And he says, well, you better build a bigger team if you're going to work with me. So he said, And he says he does it to set a standard with the whole cast and crew to know this is the pace we're shooting at and the one of the reasons he oh, also cool. does that is because he says because they shoot so quickly they're able to do retakes and improvise them and obviously with the action it makes sense to shoot fast because it is an action film so you kind of want it to be like
0: it does help fast
1: paced yeah. yeah so and he's got
0: a lot of detail in his shots so no he that's, does that's actually pretty cool
1: yeah so that was that was really cool and then the original script this was so funny because wasn't it set in 2021 I remember it being set either 2020 or 2021. I uh,
0: can't remember the year. I
1: think it was somewhere there, but apparently the original script was set 100 years in the future, but they kept bringing it closer to the present for budgetary reasons. So obviously, because I mean, if you, could try, if you have to recreate a whole future, I mean, it's going to cost you. So they, yeah. And also, the, the, how was the, the, the facility that kept the clones? That thing was crazy. They actually took this the the scale of it was it was huge it was it really was an amazing set even the room where you know when they implanting the memories in the actual clones like just the, like a
0: big hall yes it's with all these stretches and
1: and the, the yeah. and uh, the sets were they were really amazing Michael Bay acknowledges also the absurdity behind both Lincoln and Jordan surviving the ludicrous fall from the side of the skyscraper, skyscra- which that scene was, that was crazy. But he says what saves it is the line from the construction worker that says, Jesus must love you. That was the craziest mess I've ever seen. And then he looks at Scarlett Johansson and says, come on, girl, I know Jesus loves you. So that he says that's what makes it believable, is that the Lord literally stepped in there and yeah. kept them alive. But that scene as well, I was just like, what? Like, he likes doing the building scenes. I don't know if you remember in that Transformers as well where that whole skyscraper was, like, falling and they were all, they were gliding. Yeah, so that that was pretty cool. And also, this Michael Bay at the time, 2005, said he thinks Scarlett Johansson is going to have an amazing career. He said um she's she's crazy to work with but also she's very feisty and just very daring. And obviously today we I mean last week we just did Black Widow which is like showing Scarlett Johansson for the the like how many years in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe so yeah. This was probably like her preparation role for Black Widow.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. Cuz
1: like from here Both forms,
0: Transformers and but she, was,
1: like. she wasn't in Transformers.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, am yeah. just saying this film. Yes. If you look at it. So
1: this was a, was a preparation film. But it was still a very good film. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Like, it, was, it was really cool. The shot that... Um, sorry, they shot the city sequences in Detroit. So it's it set in LA. But they didn't shoot in LA. They shot it in Detroit. Both because it's rarely used and because Michael Bay said they were nice enough to shut down eight blocks for the shoot. So when a city is prepared to shut down 8 blocks for you, you're like, cool Let's do it This, Ryan, this is interesting 2005, right? Apparently the buttons Used to open the doors in the living Quarters are actually Griffin PowerMate USB Volume controls Used normally for Mac computers To adjust volume
0: As in they took it From there and then they
1: I think so, yeah (laughs) How cool is that?
0: Wow, <laughs> I need to go back and have a look at that.
1: Right, just to just to see it, be like, oh look, guys, that 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 normally would take your volume on your Mac up. Just saying.
0: We're talking 2005. Right. So,
1: yeah, and then major spoiler, major, major, major. So you know, there's the fight scene between Lincoln Six Echo, who is the clone, and then Tom Lincoln, who is the actual person. So it's the, in other words, at that point, McGregor had to he had to fight himself yeah yeah so apparently michael bay recalled that that scene was the most long and tedious scene to shoot since it took half an hour to change mcgregor's clothes between each shot so he could play both characters half an hour what that is crazy
0: that makes me wonder how they did that right that they...
1: They must have had a... a fight
0: a double and yes, then just...
1: Then switch it and then have him fight it again. I think that's is how... Is it
0: possible that in the fight they focused, you know, the the fight... Because I don't know if you, you noticed uh, with Michael Bay, his shots are... The, which the action shots, they're very quick mm. and almost like um, chaotic. So you don't see a lot of detail. He doesn't really put in a lot of... Okay, the car then drove down there. You just... Tire, tire, front bumper, person, ah! And then tire, tire, road. almost close-up, me and miss you he doesn't use a lot of, he doesn't use a lot of, like, long shots in those shots. Really just very quick, detailed shots. Almost like B-roll stuff. So maybe for the fight sequence, I'll have to go and check, but uh, you'll probably find that with each shot, it was focused on one of them. Yes. Things, so then they didn't have to really get both of them but they probably did get both them. but I think w- uh, when I was looking out I was I noticed that there wasn't a lot of contact between the two whenever you saw both of them sort of both their faces you didn't see a lot of contact maybe um, he was maybe he was running up to him and then it cuts away type yeah. of thing so
1: although it was very well done because you'd never say do you get what I'm saying you'd never say he wasn't like it was believable the whole thing was how I think how I suspect they did it was you know how they did something similar in Alice in Wonderland with Tweedledee and Tweedledum, where you had the actual actor and then you had like a a double placeholder, yeah, or place more like a placeholder, and they both knew each other's lines and they could switch roles. I think yeah, they possibly would have done the same where the, both people, so so McGregor and the the placeholder, both knew the fight sequence, but they both knew both parts so that they could play each other they could switch it around and then obviously it's like okay cool now we're getting lincoln six echoes close-ups okay now we're taking lincoln's actual act- actual lincoln yeah that uh, i assume that's how they they did but it was really cool the only thing i'd say is there is a scene that you do have to skip over towards the end of the film which for me was unnecessary and they still wanted it rated pg-13 because apparently scarlett johansson was prepared to go nude in the scene and then Michael Bay was like, um, no, we we need you to not go nude because we want we we don't want it to be a like a hectic rating, but I'm just like they could have left it out like that was so unnecessary, but yeah, that for me, that was the only bad thing in the film. The rest of the film was was really good very good, yeah, the storyline brilliant, it really was amazing, although Michael Bay, I think this was one of those films that." So he said he really liked Act 1 and Act 2. He said Act 3 for him, he felt was a bit rushed. Um, Not from a storyline perspective, but like the last fight sequence. He actually said he wanted to do more with it, but he had budget constraints. And so he actually couldn't do with it what he wanted to do with it. And so he kind of just had to like end the film. But for me personally, I don't feel it was a bad thing. Just because there was so much action, especially in the second acts, Like, the second act was basically just action. Like, it was just car chases and falling from buildings and riding on bikes. And, like, do you understand what I'm saying? So, it almost like... Running. Yeah, they gave you that action. Like, they they filled you up on action. And then the last act was kind of just, like, them resolving. There was still action, but it was them, like, just resolving... Now the story, yeah. But for me, it was a really cool film. I really enjoyed it. It actually makes me want to go watch Transformers. Like, I I would go and, like, do a, a whole yeah. Transformers thing again. Because it's, it's just a proper yeah. action film. This is, like, action at its finest. Yeah. So, yeah, that is The Island by Michael Bay, which you probably didn't know about because neither of us knew about it until two weeks ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks to, who was it? Was it Warner Brothers? Was it... We did War- the poor marketing.
1: No, Warner Brothers was good marketing. They did the international. The, the poor marketing was... It wasn't Paramount. It was... <laughs> Warner Brothers was the one that did it. DreamWorks. DreamWorks was the one that did it in the US. Yeah. That's so weird that they have two different companies.
0: That's sort of national and international. Yeah.
1: I suppose it makes sense. You get... Th- like the one focuses here, and the other one focuses there, yeah yeah, but it was it was really cool it 's very good for two thousand and five film you wouldn't say you, you you don't look at it and go, "This is such an old movie. The only thing i 'd say maybe is obviously the technology, like what they depicted would be in two thousand and twenty one and what is in two thousand and twenty one The phones were like super old, but like we had like flying trains and stuff, that so was cool yeah, it was like, okay, they got. They, they went futuristic there, but they never got cell phones right. But then they got touchpads right. Like, you know, he had that whole touchscreen. Yeah, so. Felt normal. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, But it was a very, it was a good film. Thoroughly really enjoyed it. Yeah. So this has been the movie show.
0: On your favorite OR?
1: SPS. P- there we go. Mm-hmm. Active FM. Thank you so much for listening.
0: And next week is another week.
1: Another week. Another film. Another review.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. More action. Right. Double the action.
1: <laughs> so this is us signing out.
0: See you then. Bye-bye. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Gab and Twitter at Active FM, Instagram at ActiveFM FM 777, and Facebook at forward slash Active FM.